Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well-being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hey, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Success by Design podcast. If you worry about giving constructive feedback or you find yourself that what you say is ineffective, well, this episode is for you. Feedback is the greatest tool as a leader. It helps you develop your people and create behavioral change. When you do it well, it deepens your relationships. It provides value to your team. However, when you do it poorly, you may instigate distrust in your team and you're viewed as not having your team's best interest at heart. Haley, have you ever experienced something like that? Yes, I have. Just thinking about feedback, that word usually brings about some type of emotion. And so especially now you've completed your performance review and you have to have that feedback conversation or that review with your manager. And so you're probably thinking or maybe hoping that you're going to have positive feedback. But constructive feedback is also good as well because it's going to help you get better. And that's what we all want to do. And no doubt throughout your career, you've probably at some point in time received constructive feedback and it wasn't either what you expected. It totally caught you off guard. It may have been delivered in the wrong way. It could have been delivered and hurt your feelings. You may have felt it was even personal. Maybe it was malicious. And because of those experiences that we may have had in our working life, we don't like feedback especially constructive feedback. And so as you think about it as a leader, when it comes to giving feedback, first of all, review the type of relationship you have with this person. Do you all trust each other? That's really important because of that, if your direct report trusts you, they're going to know you're coming from a place of support. You're coming from a good place where you want them to improve. You want them to grow. If you don't have a very high level of trust with this individual, then they're probably going to be very skeptical of what you're telling them. And they're probably going to be more stuck on why are they telling me this? What does this mean? And can I trust them? Can I believe them? Do they have my best interest at heart? And that is really where the difficulty lies in giving feedback. Because if it's somebody, maybe even if it's a new person, you know, thinking about how you want to give feedback to that person because you haven't established that relationship with them yet. And so maybe it's an employee where you've had to give them constructive feedback in the past and it didn't go so well. So now you find yourself having to give it to them again. Some managers will just won't do it. They say, I'm not up for it. I can't deal with the stress, the pressure. And I'm just going to, you know, say a few words and let it go. I'm not going to worry about them. Right. But as a leader, we hope that you don't do that and you hope you don't you don't feel that way because realistically, you again are there to lead and direct and help the individuals on your team. And so to be able to do that well, you have to be able to, as their leader, see areas of growth for them and be able to help bring that out. So let's say you've maybe had an employee that you know has been underperforming for the year. How would you handle that conversation? Ricky, what do you think? I can tell you what I wouldn't do. The number one thing I'm going to say to everyone who's listening and who is in the season of performance review and is about to provide feedback, do not 
give the sandwich feedback tool that so many of us have been taught how to provide feedback, which is give a feedback positive, then give a feedback negative, and then reinforce it with another. Do not do that. The reason why is because it's kind of like when I give a communication course, I have a communication course that I give, which is all about dialogue and being able to speak from a no drama perspective. And the idea is that When you speak from a positive, negative, positive, it's kind of like using the but in your sentence or the however, which is a softer but, which is everything that is being said before the but, which is usually, you know, grabbing your attention, is canceled the moment you say but. And then people only remember everything after the but. Well, the positive, negative, positive structure do the same thing. The positive, you hear it, then you wait for the other shoe to fall. And then to drop, and then that's the but. And everything that you've said right before that, no one remembers. Everyone remembers everything afterwards, and usually it's negative. So I would strongly recommend that you do the following from a communication perspective. When you have those feedback, and it actually works. I know I have clients who said to me, Rikishka, I use your model because I use it with my children. So it actually works. The first thing is start with the fact and really Prepare yourself before the meeting and get rid of all the stories, the judgment, the assumption from the fact. Just say, you know, let's say that one of the things that you've noticed is that your employee is always late. So I'm going to provide this very simple example. So the fact is, what I've noticed is that for the last three months, you've been late and you've arrived at, let's say, 8.15 every morning. And with the excuse that your dog was sick, this up. And if your dog is sick, I'm really sorry for using that type of example. And so start with the facts. That's a fact. That's not a judgment. That's not a story. That that allows you to set the ground. Then you follow up with your feelings. I'm feeling that it's a lack of respect that you're not arriving on time at work. So now I'm sharing what this fact is making me feel. What is the story that comes out of it? What is making me feel this and that? And then you go into... And the conclusion, your conclusion based on your story and the feeling, what it comes out of, which is, I've noticed that so-and-so, my feeling is so-and-so. And then the conclusion would be, this makes me think that you're not taking this seriously. But that's my opinion. But you don't stop there. You bring the other person in because if you leave it there, then it's the same thing as the sandwich, right? Positive, negative, positive. Go with a question, a gentle question, a non-judgmental question, an open question. How do you feel about that? What resonates with you when I say that? Help me understand your position. And that brings everyone together and allowing the other person to go into the conversation too and share their perspective of what they are hearing you say. And they can bring their facts and their feelings and ask questions if needed. That's how I do feedback. And that's what I teach in communication. So, Haley, what tools are you using? As you were talking about communication, it really struck an idea in my head or a thought. Because I was thinking about over the past couple of years when I've been coaching clients. And one issue that a lot of the leaders bring up is when they have to give constructive feedback, it's around the way a person communicates. And that is usually a very hard area to kind of coach in or guide a person in because in situations like communication, so let's say you have an employee and say that they send emails out to a lot of people within the organization and the tone is off or the tone comes across as aggressive. Or maybe when they're in meetings and they show up in meetings, their tone's very aggressive or they're very forceful or maybe they're argumentative, those types of traits. This is where feedback is really hard because now it's behavioral. 
if, you know, someone's not coming in on a certain time there and they know they're supposed to be a certain time, you that's like on paper, we can stick to that. Let's go with that. And other things that are hard and fast rules that they're not doing, you can, you have more of a backbone with those. But the ones that have to do with behavior are really hard and can be difficult to give feedback on. So if I have this person and they think that maybe they're the way they're coming across, the way they're communicating, there's nothing wrong with it. And you have, maybe you've had a conversation with them about this before. But now it's become a real problem because other people in the company have maybe spoke to you about it. Other leaders have mentioned it and you have to address it with that person. How do you do it? Because you know, they're probably going to take it personal and then you're not going to hear anything else you say. Like you said before, if, if you bring in the personal and they feel it's personal, then that the wall goes up and you can't get past that. So thinking about how can I get to the core of this matter and see how I can reach this person without letting them be a take it personal. And I love the point about being specific. Sticking to the facts, that's really important because you can bring in example, you know, last in last week's meeting or, you know, in the team meeting last week or, you know, last month when you had this presentation for the or the town hall or something like that. Have specific example, because then that person can truly see share. Maybe if you feel comfortable, you know, this is some of the feedback that I got from people that were in that meeting so they can start to see help them to see because of your behavior, people aren't you know, maybe listening to what you're saying. Maybe your ideas are wonderful, but because of your delivery and the communication style, it's not landing. Maybe help them to see how that behavior is having an impact on others around them. And then, like you said, ask questions, seeing where they're coming from. Because again, you may have an assumption of why they're communicating or responding that way, but it could be something totally different. You know, maybe they're having some issues at home or something's happening in their personal life. Maybe they're just unhappy in their role. So many things that could be going on that they haven't shared. And so actually taking the time to ask those questions and then listening for understanding, not trying to solve a solution at first, but really listening to understand where they're coming from can help you reach that person. And that's what I've found with myself and giving constructive feedback and also hearing it from others that have to give constructive feedback. When you take that time to ask those questions and hear that person out to understand where they're coming from, putting all your assumptions and all your biases aside, you can probably learn so much more and help that feedback to land with that individual and really help them progress forward and change that behavior. I love this because I would add the following. Once you have done your, you know, you have followed the structure and it's a very easy structure. It actually helps so many people that I know. If you have to write somewhere in the room, silent, pause and count a hundred backwards, do it. Because the truth is, even if silence is uncomfortable for many people, depending on the type of personality that you have in front of you, silence is something that person needs. They need to reflect. They need to think. You could actually say, if the person doesn't have anything to say today, you could say, hey, let's uh, revisit that. I'll give you all the time you need to process that only if you know the person and then reschedule this in three or four days later or even the following week. Then the person can come and be prepared also with their own answer. The thing is you prepare, right? Providing you knew you were going to talk about this type of feedback. You knew this is what you were going to bring. The other person usually doesn't know. And so they are at the other receiving end of your assumption. And even though you open the, the floor, silence allows them to not go into defense, but more like a process. It's not a question of introversion. It's not a question of extroversion. It's not even a question of shyness. It's just a question of diligence 
and personality. And so it's a good idea when you go into those feedback to know the personality of the person. Do not cast them into a box, but at least understand how they receive feedback, how they talk, how they reflect, because you've seen them, right? It's not as if the feedback, the day you're providing the feedback, everything came out and it's like, that's the day I find out who that person is. No, you had time to see and observe that person and you understand that, okay, this person is an analyzer. And as an analyzer, they need to think and give them the chance to do so. Because if you don't, you're pushing them into shutting down, going in silence mode and not hearing anything you say. So provide them the space they need, even if it makes you uncomfortable, provide them the the space for them to hear and listen to themselves and the voice. The other thing I would say is that on the other hand, you have a person that is very much like, I need to speak and overshare, then I would suggest for you to let that person vent or need to vent. But in both ends, the thing I would say is that you get to check your emotions first. You get to check your emotion first and you get to prepare your piece of feedback you need to give in advance so that you can know that when you are doing that, even if it's a difficult one, you're focusing on the facts and the behavioral that you want to change and not your own assumption and your own bias like Ailey mentioned. Yes, I like that because checking in with yourself is first very important. If you know you have to give constructive feedback to someone and you're not really sure how it might turn out, check in with yourself to see how you're doing emotionally, how your well-being is right at that moment. So maybe you have some meetings set up for the afternoon and say maybe you had a really hectic morning. Maybe your leader came in, gave you some work to do or some projects and maybe something went wrong. You've had some fire drills to put out and it's been one of those mornings. Would you be in the best mindset now to go after lunch and give feedback to this individual? Probably not because you're tired, you're exacerbated from the morning and maybe a little irritated. And then you're getting ready to go into this meeting with this person, knowing you have to get constructive feedback, knowing they may not respond the best way. And guess what can happen? Emotions can probably get really high in that situation. But maybe if you're feeling that way, send the person a message and be honest. Just let them know, hey, you know what? I had a really tough morning. And I really want to be fully present and give you my best when we have your meeting and and we go over your performance review. So how about can we reschedule for tomorrow or another day in the week? That way I can give my best to you. Who wouldn't say yes to that? I mean, no one's going to say, no, I want it right now, right? (laughs) They want the best. But then also too, taking that person into consideration, making sure it's a good time for them. Check in again with them and say, hey, just wanted to make sure this is still a good time. How are you feeling? How's your day been going? You know, and maybe if you're having a performance review first thing in the morning and maybe they were late that morning, maybe they came in and had, oh, I got a flat tire on the way to work. My my kid was sick or they missed the bus and my whole morning's just been thrown off. I spilled coffee on myself. Somebody closed the elevator on me. They're a mess. Would it be best time to have it for them? Probably not because because they're all in that state and then having to come sit down and hear that they're already flustered. They're already not in the best emotional state. So what you say next probably is going to rain on the parade and make them feel even worse. So if you see your employee like that, or if you ask them and they say, you know what, this happened or that happened, say, hey, take some time and we can have it later or rearrange if you're able to do that, because I can guarantee you, you'll have a better meeting and a better conversation when you both are at your best mentally and emotionally. And you can have a really great conversation when you're in that great mental state. I love that. And the other thing I would add is prior to the meeting, identify the underlying issue not just the symptoms or the surface symptoms. And in order for you to do that, as Haley mentioned, is creating that space with yourself, right? So ensuring that when you prepare the feedback 
that you're like, okay, hold on a sec. I know what I'm going to use, the structure I'm going to use from a conversation perspective, but what is the underlying issue that I'm dealing with? What is it that I'm really bringing forward? We we're mentioning earlier the example of, you know, when you actually have to deal with the behavioral change, right? What is the change? And is it really a behavioral issue? And what's the consequences of that? Or is it you being uncomfortable with the behavior? And you get to ask yourself the real question because everyone is different. So you may be very much like in people's face and you may be very much not, right? So be clear on why you're going into those feedback conversation and what is it that you want to tackle and make sure that it's not based on judgment, but more based on curiosity. Yes, the curiosity piece is really important too, because when you show up with curiosity, again, you're listening, you're fully present, you're focused. If you come in with expectations or ideas or assumptions, then the curiosity is kind of pushed back to the side because you think you already know what's going to happen. So you're listening to respond. So if you're preparing to do your performance reviews and to have to give some constructive feedback, be ready. Prepare yourself well. Check in with yourself emotionally. Check in with the person that you're going to be giving the feedback to to see if you all are ready and if you're ready to receive that feedback so you can make sure that it has a positive outcome and a positive landing when you have that conversation. And guess what? It may not land the best way sometimes, but that's okay too. Leave it. And again, as Greg mentioned earlier, maybe you have to come back to it and that's okay. But just realize that as you go into that, making sure that you're both in the best place to be able to receive and give that feedback. I love this conversation. As you notice, we love everything that has to do with communication because at the end of the day, that's what feedback is. It's having a conversation. If you go into your feedback meeting and you don't look at it, as, oh, and you're dreading it, but you're looking at it, as, oh, you know what? This is a conversation and I get to communicate what I know and I get to be curious and listen. And again, active listening, not passive listening, because we do have two years and sometimes we go into, you know, that passive moment. So use your ears to listen and create space. All right. That's it for this episode. Hopefully you receive so much value that will help you as you're moving forward into your own performance review, whether it's as a receiver or as a giver. And maybe this is something that you'll be using with your own family, right? So with your husband, your spouse, your wife, or your children, who knows? But let us know though. We would love to know how you're using those tools to help you. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.